We've got the lead singer from the Earls with us now, Larry Chance. Larry, I'm glad you could take time out of your schedule to visit with me. You know, people are still listening to music from the 50s and 60s and, uh, you know, young and old, too. It's not just, not just us old fogies listening. What do you think it is about that music that, that keeps it popular even now? Well, I think it was fun music. And it was about love. I want to find the love. I lost the love. I need a love. And um, pretty much that's it, from the heart. And, of course, you had, you had those that are, you know, were about uh, teenage tragedies, too. You know, but uh, even those, you know, still are, are hanging around. Give us, you know, in case folks don't know who Larry Chance is, give us kind of a brief overview of, uh, you know, before we kind of delve into the details of uh, well, your story. Larry Chance is the lead singer of the Earls, whose uh, first recording success was in 1961 with an up-tempo version of the harp tones, Life is But a Dream. That was followed by Remember Then in 1962. And that was followed by Never and Eyes and Look, Look for My Baby and so forth. Um. Well, now, I went to Wikipedia to kind of get some of my information here. Um, I mean, I was familiar, but I I thought, you know, I need some more, a little bit more information, and hopefully it's all accurate. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia sometimes is not the most dependable place to get your stuff. Oh, I know. Uh, um, but according to that, you went to, went to high school in Philadelphia with some uh, pretty big names, or what became pretty big names. Yes, uh, Frankie Avalon and uh, Chubby Checker, who I knew as Ernest Evans. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I went to, uh, went to school with them for a couple of years, and then I went to I moved to the, my family moved to the Bronx, New York. Okay. Um, now I I did uh, I talked with Bobby Rydell here a week or two ago. He he was from Philadelphia. Did he go to school with you too? No, he was from a, a different section. Okay. All right. Um. Well, now, how did the Earls get started? The second floor boys' room at Evander Childs High School in the Bronx. Okay. That, that kind of sounds uh, like... Go ahead. From the, from the boys' room to the corner, the street corner, and we serenaded everybody when they got off the uh, L, the train, or the bus, and we'd be there singing for them on the corner. Okay. So, but you were already out of... High school by that time, though, right? Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Because it, uh, you know, the well, actually, wh- while we were in high school, we were still singing on the corners. Okay. School. Okay. That that reminds me, um, and I'll kind of get into this a little bit later on. But uh, back in the uh, early to mid seventies, uh, the you know that oldies revival that came along. Um, I was in high school about that time. And um, three or four of my buddies, we'd get together and sing after basketball practice in the locker room. And so uh, I figure it's kind of a similar story with a lot of these uh, groups like that. And doo-wop was what we st- – well, our first, the first song we learned was Barbara Ann. And, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of how we, we went along, Barbara Ann, get a job. Strange that you mentioned Barbara Ann. Um, Guy Valeri, the lead singer, 
who unfortunately passed away a little over a year ago. Today is his birthday. Oh. And, and we lived one mile apart on the same road. Well, that's, you know, that type of music is, I mean, it's always been one of my favorite types just because it is so fun to sing. Oh, absolutely fun. Um, and, and there seems to be, uh, I'm a fan of barbershop quartet music too. So, uh, you know, they have their standards, you know, and I, I, I guess doo-wop is really no different. You've got those standards that, you know, all the groups kind of sing, fall back on to, to, to fill out their, their show, their repertoire. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to, you know, assume you guys started out learning some of those in the beginning. What, what, uh. What songs did y'all sing early on? Um, Earth Angel and the Still of the Night. Yeah. Uh, Ramalama Ding Dong. And, uh, there were so many great ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those those that you mentioned were, you know, the ones that came to mind to me, too. What what groups that were out before you did, were there any that influenced you guys? Uh, oh, absolutely. The Flamingos and the Mungos. You know, I'm, I'm going back to Wikipedia here. It says that... Uh, the Earls were known for your baby talk style of background harmony. What explain what that is? Oh, um, um, as an example, remember then the background was oop shoop singing like a chicky bop. <laughs> okay. Pada pada bop bop shoo bop shoo bop bop and uh, wop wop doo bop bop. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That's what they. Okay. What we actually did, we tried to do horn parts with voices. Right. Okay. Now, now I get it. Um, <laughs> I, I never talked to my kids, you know, bop bop shoe up, but I get the uh, connection there now. Um, right. Now, you had one. You lost one. One of your members really early on. Yeah, Larry Palumbo. He uh, he joined the army, became a member of the eighty second Airborne Division, and uh, never returned home. In fact, a song that we recorded. Uh, well, I believe was going to honor him. Well, I was going to mention that one. From what I read, it, it you recorded it, but it really got big in the seventies. Yes, and that's funny how that works. Um, you know, you wonder well, well what, we, you know, we've been around for many years, and and uh, I have closed our show with that song and a dedication to him since it was recorded, and I guess. Little by little over the years, people got to know it in that way. Okay. Then uh, radio stations, all these stations, began to play it. And it became probably our most requested. I've, you know, it's always seemed strange to me how, you know, a group or an artist could put out a song and it not do really well, and then they turn around and put it out maybe a year or two later, and it just explodes. And I'm thinking, well, what... what What's different about it this time around? <laughs> you know? Well, sometimes, you know, the, the label might change distributors and they have a better distribution. Um, one never knows. Maybe the time is just right for that song. Yeah. Well, now, whenever you first started out, first got signed uh, on Rome Records, how, how did all that uh, come about? Well, with Rome Records... Uh, Trey Martin, who had his own big hit called That Stranger Used to Be My Girl, uh, someone handed me his business card, and we gave him a call. He took us into the studio, and three weeks later, we had a release. 
Well, it's boy, it's not that easy anymore. <laughs> oh. Uh, now you you released a couple of singles with them, and I see where you also performed with uh, Marie the K and and all American Bandstand too. Oh yeah. Did you go on any of those road shows with the other artists? You know that they used to have. Yes, yes, we did. Who? Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It really was. Who did, who did you go on the road with? We did one show um, with Gary uh, U.S. Bonds, the Shirelles, Caesar and the Romans, a little, a little Caesar and the Romans, um, Mellow Kings, uh, Anthony and the Imperials, and uh, there's one other group whose name I don't recall offhand. Yeah. Well, now you. That was by, by bus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've seen some of those pictures, and I thought, man, how cramped must that have been? I, I, that that movie, that thing you do, comes to mind too. Uh, kind of showing the the folks going around on the buses and singing at the. You know what? When you're young, you don't feel it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just to us. It was a lot of fun back then. I can't imagine doing it now. Oh yeah, you were you mentioned. The song "Remember Then" that that was your first hit. That's another. And by the way, we learned that song too. So um, that was that was uh, part of our uh, repertoire too in in our early days. Um, a good street corner song. Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned eyes. Uh, I believe uh, you went solo for a while though. Uh, what uh, did you just want to try something new or what? Well, I, I, you know, I live here in the Catskill Mountains, and the Catskills is what they call the Borscht Belt. It's famous for having the greatest entertainers in the country work here. And I got to open for many of them, for uh, Alan King and, and uh, just all the big names, Milton Berle and so forth. So uh, I've always done both, a solo artist and with the Earls. Okay. What kind of stuff do you do when you're solo i mean i do an entirely different act i don't do any earl's material okay because i feel if you want the earl's material you have to hire the earl <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> um but it wouldn't be fair to my fellows you know yeah and, and that's kind of i don't know there's so, there's so many groups now that uh perform under the same name. I mean, you got, I don't know how many different drifters groups, um, maybe maybe the Flamingos or the Cadillacs, you know, I don't know. I just, it, it seems kind of a ripoff to me, you know. Um, that's just that's just a personal feeling. <laughs> I understand that, and I, I agree with you. Um, that's why we're called Larry Chance and the Earls. Yeah. Uh, also, there's Vito Pacone and the Elegance. There was Lenny Coco and the Chimes. Uh, and the reason that we do that is so that you know when you go to see us, you're seeing the original lead singer that made the records. Yeah. And, and you know, there are some of those groups, too, where it's, you know, the original you know, lead singer, and there's no other members, and there's no other groups. He's just going out with a different bunch of guys. So right. you know, I, I don't really have a problem with that so much. Um, yeah, I know Charlie Thomas and the Drifters are still working, and Shirley uh, Austin with, you know, the Shirelles are still working, so they're the real thing. Yeah. When after you came back from your 
the first solo thing there. Um, y'all started playing your own instruments. I mean, I guess did did you feel like it uh, maybe interfered with your choreography before that, or or what? No, what um, to be honest with you, when when the oldies situation began to uh, uh, go to sleep for a while, so let's say. In order to continue in the business, and, and we worked places like the Peppermint Lounge, and you had to be fully self-contained. Okay. And uh, so we added the, the musicians, and it kept us working places like the, the Cheetah, the Peppermint Lounge, et cetera. You know, and it, it just kept us in show business. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I thought maybe you didn't play before because... You know, you had your little moves and everything, and it just, you know, having a guitar slung around your neck <laughs> wouldn't make that very easy to do, you know. It was just a way to stay in the business. Right. Uh, when you mentioned the revival in the 70s, most of the groups were out of the business at that time. But we were never out of the business due to the fact that we, uh, we added three horns, and um, played a lot of uh, percussion instruments and became a total kind of a dance band. Yeah, a dance band. That's funny you mentioned that because I'd, I'd, I'd seen where you kind of dipped into the disco waters a little with, Absolutely. Uh, with the song. And I, I, I went back and uh, I listened to it online. Well, I went to your website um, and listened to it. And I thought, okay, well, that's... That's interesting because it doesn't. When you first start, when it first starts out, it doesn't sound like it's going to be disco. It kind of sounds like uh, more doo-woppy type, you know. And then it launches into the beat there. Yeah. So, well, I saw you also performed uh, in the Broadway version of a Bronx Tale along the way. Well, if you go to see it in in the person, his one man show, the walkout music is ours. It's our music. Uh-huh. And the, the song that was in the film, um, we did the original for him. We did it as an up-tempo on the streets of the Bronx. Uh, you co-wrote a song called Elvis, He's Alive in the early 90s. How did that come about? I don't know. I liked Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I do too. I thought, well, you know, maybe somebody's reading the National Enquirer there and, you know... <laughs> It's, it kind of sparked some imagination. I, I thought he was great. Yeah. You were also a cancer survivor. Yes, I had throat cancer. I mean, I'm sure it affected well, you. I'm like, you? I'm like the ever-ready bunny. You, you keep on going. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, PBS shows all these specials with, with these groups. Have y'all been a part of any of those? Or maybe I've just missed it. At least two or three, yes. Okay. All right, because I, I, I try to catch those, but then uh, sometimes, you know, after they, they start pitching everything, I kind of drift away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I like them. Uh, so you, you're just keeping on going? You're, you're, you're still out there? Still, still pushing, still out there. With the Earls, have you got anything coming up? Uh, maybe a book? or, or We just released a new album called From the Heart. Okay. 
Where's that? Uh... At our website, LarryChancellorHeroes.com. Okay. And it sounds like you you need to be working on a book. You know, being in the business that you're at, I know you've seen... We've talked about it. It's, it's possible in the future. Okay. Well, good luck with uh, everything you got coming up, and uh, I appreciate you talking to me. Well, thank you for having me. All righty. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Larry Chance, lead singer of The Earls. Again, you can go to their website, LarryChanceAndTheEarls.com, and order their new CD and even older music. Thanks again to Larry for his time.